listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. Along with Nikki and Kyrie and Joel and Gordon Damer, we're here till midnight. That's when Freddie and Fitzsimmons take over the facilities here on 98.7 ESPN. Hello, Gordon. Larry, what's going on, my man? What's happening, partner? Uh, you know, just keep on keeping on, right? It's another day <laughs> off the calendar. We hope yep. a, a, another day closer to uh, getting back to what used to be and hopefully will be again soon. Yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure. You know, Gordon, I, I was struck by uh, LeBron James' comments. Uh, he had a conference call yesterday, and it was interesting because, and we'll hear from him a little later, and it was interesting because he was talking about how you know, if the, if the NBA doesn't finish off their season, he will be unfulfilled. He will, he will not have closure. And he admits that it's, it's, it's a little personal, Gordon, because the Lakers have moved quickly and gelled kind of a little quicker than he thought. And I have to agree with him, Gordon. I mean, I know for a lot of people, there was the idea that, okay, look, LeBron and Anthony Davis, oh, they should run away. But when you consider how injury-prone Anthony Davis has been early in his career, and you consider that they really don't have a lot of three-point scores on that team, which is which is what you need in today's NBA, and the issue of chemistry, which usually is what holds back teams, I, I thought they would they would be able to. I thought they would struggle a little bit. But Gordon, they were rolling. They were the second best team in the league record-wise behind the Milwaukee Bucks. And you could argue that LeBron was kind of closing in on Giannis for the MVP. No question. I mean, they were just coming off, of, what was it, back-to-back wins against the Bucks and Clippers when things got shut down. So it seemed like they were kind of hitting their stride. And while the playoffs were still a little ways away, uh, you know, with the the landscape of the NBA and and given LeBron and his resume, it's it was one of those years you bet on LeBron until LeBron is out. So uh, you know, with the Warriors, you know, having the, the the season that they were having, so they weren't really a factor in any way uh, in terms of record, or they weren't going to the playoffs. They were worst record in the NBA. So yeah, I could understand why LeBron feels that way. I don't know necessarily that that was something that he needed to say out loud about closure because uh, it, it comes off, given the time that we're living in right now, as being a little, um, I don't know what the right word would be, but a selfish. little self-involved. Yeah, a little <laughs> selfish maybe, right? A little, uh, yeah. you know, get your head out of the clouds a little bit and look at what's going on, whether or not you need closure or not. I don't know that necessarily that's the way he meant it. I mean, he was asked a question, he answered the question, but I don't know necessarily that it makes him look too good talking about closure when we got uh, some some more important things going on right now. And it also caused me to think, Gordon, that as we've been, you know, thinking and fantasizing a little bit and just wondering when seasons would get back to normal, right? When is there a possibility the NBA will come back? Will the NHL come back? What's the story with baseball? And if baseball does come back, will it be under the Arizona rules? Uh, what's happening with the NFL? Will they start, you know, will their off-season activities start on time and therefore make the season start on time? Or will everything get pushed back? So it made me wonder, Gordon, and I want to get your thoughts on this. Is there extra pressure on the NBA and the NHL to try to come up with a closure plan because of the fact that unlike baseball who hasn't started and the NBA who hasn't started, Gordon, their seasons are about 85% done. So really they could come up with a scenario that could lock up the season and then go into the, go into an extended playoffs similar to what Mark Teixeira was talking about on the K-Show a couple of days ago where he said, listen, if baseball got 80-some games, it would be doable, and then you'd have an extended playoff where, once again, to make it a feasible season and all back in the back in the corner somewhere, Gordon, money. Uh, how do the owners recoup money? How does the league recoup money? How does the networks recoup their money? So I was just curious. What do you think? Do you think there's there's a little pressure unspoken pressure on both the NBA and the NHL to come back because their regular seasons were just about done? I don't think so. And I'll say it for the, I can't speak to the NHL because I think with the issue of the ice and the the time of year that you're going to be looking at and trying to push into, I just don't think it's feasible for them to come back in any, I mean, they're, 
their window is even shorter than the NBA. I don't think that there will be any pressure on the NBA to get back just based on when this thing came about and, 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 and came to this country. Uh, the fact that they were in the middle of their season, they just don't have the time to get in what they're going to need to get in, and there's not going to be a plan. Now, they do, as we kind of mentioned that the other night, I think the NBA does have some advantages. I think that the, the balance between owners and players there, I think that their relationship is such that if there is a plan and a way to get some sort of resolution to the season, I could see those two sides working better together than maybe the baseball players and owners. But I don't think that there's more pressure on them just because I don't really know that you could give them any criticism for not getting back this year. And, you know, I was thinking today, Larry – with the with some of the time frames now granted these are the more negative time frames for when sports might be able to get back you might be looking at a scenario if you want to get closure for this season that you pick things up whenever you get back and that next year the next scheduled year is the resolution of this year and that might be the only way that you can come up with a way to get resolution for this year hmm so you're willing, so that would be interesting. Let's see what you think. 1-800-919-3776. 1-800-919-ESPN. Gordon, that's an interesting I, idea. Yeah, because I was, I was reading stuff that, you know, they're talking about the NFL and uh-huh. I, I believe it was, I'm not sure if it's the medical director in California, but he said that there's, he doesn't foresee any sporting events anywhere in the country until Thanksgiving at the earliest. Mm-hmm. So if you're talking about Thanksgiving at the earliest, I mean, if you're looking for any sort of resolution to the NBA season, I don't know how you would do it with free agents and contract. I mean, the amount of list of things you'd have to run down. (laughs) But I think that that's more feasible than any possible scenario that comes up that you'd be able to wrap up this year with any sort of playoff and championship. That's interesting because I I don't know if I want to – not that I have a choice, right? But I don't know that I want to – Nobody (laughs) does. Exactly. (laughs) But I don't know that I want to – affect two seasons you know what i mean because now if right. i'm extending it into next season now my so you next would rather right if you would rather have it all right away. say if, 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 it, if we can't get back this year and we're not going to get back until you know thanksgiving christmas december one at the earliest mm-hmm. now keep in mind what that means if you're getting back let's say december first just for argument's sake mm-hmm that's the start of things. So that right. would have to be the start of training camp, and then the season would be getting into, you know, what, January uh, 15th, somewhere mm-hmm. along there. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm just floating ideas out there, but I think that that scenario is far more feasible than getting something done this year. Unless, look, I hope I'm wrong. I hope yeah, that by yeah. June 1st the world looks completely different and we're, here, you here. know, moving on. We're, you know, we're moving towards – getting the, the light at the end of the tunnel. It's just, you, you look at the news, and I watch more news today, so maybe that's why I'm more <laughs> cynical and pessimistic. <laughs> but it's just the way of the world right now, it feels. I would, honestly, I would rather stop start this fresh. season, mm-hmm. all right, and let me start fresh next season. I, listen, I'm not LeBron. I don't have, I'm not, I'm not worried about closure for this season. <laughs> mm-hmm. all right? I'd rather stop this. Listen, it is what it is. It's this season. I don't want it to carry on, Gordon, into affecting the next season. So that's compromised. This is what happened this year. And besides, here's the other thing that that's in the back of my head, too, as you pointed out. And there's an article in the Los Angeles Times, Gordon, that was very unnerving. And it talked about there's a couple of areas overseas where they're seeing a second wave Mm -hmm. of the COVID-19 coming through. And so, and you know that Dr. Fauci is, is mentioned about, you know, possibility of another, you know, that it could come back, you know, as the weather got cooler again. So mm-hmm. then I'm looking at now, I could be in a scenario where I start, I try to help and recover this season. Okay. By moving it forward. Now I got to stop this season and I haven't played next season yet too. So now I'm, now I'm, I'm a season and a half in the hole. So eventually you're going to have to shut it down one way or the other. Yeah. And I look, I understand LeBron's feeling. I mean, this might from as much changes from year to year. And let's say we were able to resolve this season, this season, and that next season gets off without a hitch. I mean, he's in year 17. Mm -hmm. The landscape, I'm sure, of next year is going to look different than it is this year. This might be his best last shot. And I mean, 
Let's be honest, he did a lot of work to get the team to all those trade requests for Anthony Davis that got shot down. LeBron kept sending them out. Don't you know? I mean, getting Frank Vogel in there, everything else. So he's done a lot of work to get to this year. But him saying about his closure, I, I could see how that would rub some people the wrong way, not just the LeBron haters. Right, exactly. But he's looking at it, you know, once again, as you mentioned, he was asked the question. And so from a philosophical standpoint, he's like, listen, like you said, Gordon, I'm 35. I got to come right. back and start all over. It's like, it's like Rex Ryan Fresh. said in, in his uh, post game press conference after they lost to Pittsburgh in, in the, uh, in the, uh, uh, AFC finals. He said, here's the bad thing. You don't get, when you come back next season, you don't pick up in the AFC finals. You got to start from all over again. You start at the, at the beginning with everybody else. And so that's the scenario. And once again, as you know, Gordon, from injuries, you don't know what happens. All right. When you come back, you may not be as healthy as you were this year. You may not have the players produced like you had this year. There's so many other things that can happen that, you know, for you to win the championship, things have to go right for you. Everything has to go right. And there's no guarantee the next, the next year is going to go right for you. The old John Madden line, the pain is not just the loss in the playoffs, but the re- realization of all the hard work you're going to have to put in just to get back to that same spot to have another chance. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree with you. It's, um, it's not a great situation for him to be in. And, uh, certainly unlike, um, Tom Brady, or at least what Tom Brady said about not caring about his legacy, I think it's pretty clear that LeBron completely cares about his legacy. So mm-hmm. another title, a fourth title certainly would, would boost that up. But I just don't think that there's, I mean, I, we've kind of gone through this, uh, yeah. the, the last few nights. I just don't see any way you're going to get any resolution to this year unless, you know, as we sit here on this date, it doesn't seem like it right now. Hopefully, you know, May 1st, things feel completely different than they do right now. But as you look at it right now, I think the NBA and, and maybe the NHL is in the worst position to be in yeah. because they have to deal with the ice and the heat and, you know, in the summertime and all that. But the NBA is not far behind in terms of trying to get a, uh, a resolution, a playoff resolution to this year with the amount of teams, the amount of games you'd have to play, the amount of people involved, even without fans in the stadium. <laughs> You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. We're asking uh, the audience to give us their thoughts. LeBron James had some comments, uh, made the comment on the video conference call with reporters saying that, quoting him, he, he's not going to get closure if the season doesn't end uh, because of the fact that he looked at how – for lack of a better phrase, Gordon, he thought he thinks his chances are pretty good to win another title in the NBA, which is why he came to the Lakers, obviously, after having won in Cleveland. Listen, he, he owed them in Cleveland. He took care of that. Now he's headed to LA trying to win there and do some other things in his post career, more, more directing, more, you know, maybe a talk show like, uh, you know, the barbershop show that he's got, mm-hmm. um, and, and do some other things. But along with that, we want to get your thoughts about that. Do you agree with him? Also, is there extra pressure on the NBA or the NHL? Because they had their regular season is 85% done. Okay. All they have to do, they could come up with some kind of scenario once again, once again, depending on when the coronavirus says it's okay. Cause that's really who's running things right now. It's COVID-19. So whenever that's okay, they could come back and conceivably put some kind of a postseason together. Now, Gordon says no. He doesn't think that they have this extra pressure on them. I agree with him. I don't think there's extra pressure on them, but I do think for the NBA and especially considering Gordon that the president met with all these commissioners of these leagues last week. And you know what he told them? He would like for them to get back as soon as possible because he understands how important sports is to take the mind off and be a distraction for what this, this COVID-19, uh, pandemic has done. And clearly we're not trying to rush them along, but you know, when you get a ringing endorsement from the president, Gordon, it kind of makes you want to get things done, doesn't it? Well, I'm sure, I'm sure they're internally, right? For Mm -hmm. Adam Silver, there is pressure because every day, every minute that goes by, it's, you know, it's a, it's a lost opportunity. They don't want to have a season canceled completely and not have a champion and, and the loss of, you know, we talked last night, you know, if, if one of these leagues were to go out of business for an entire year or shut down for an entire year, 
there's a portion of the fan base that's there right now that will not come back. So, yeah, I'm sure there is, for Adam Silver, a lot of pressure on him. I'm sure he puts pressure on himself. I I can't see how anyone would be – to me, if you're saying there's pressure on them, that would mean that there's – there will be criticism if they don't. And I don't see how anybody could criticize the NBA, the NHL, Major League Baseball as things stand right now uh, if they are not able to either for the NBA close the season, for baseball obviously open the season, who knows, even play the season. Uh, I, I just can't see there being any criticism of that right now. Let's go to the phones. 1-800-919-3776. James is in Long Island. James, you're up first on ESPN New York tonight. Hey, guys. How are you? Hope you both are doing well during this time. Hey, We're doing good, James. Thanks. I agree with you, though, what you said, because at this point, um, at this point, all we want to do is just stay healthy and hope everyone's healthy. And uh, at this point, I, I kind of, I disagree with what LeBron said because to me, uh, at this point, if you don't, at this point, the. Uh, the main thing is health, and it, even if they don't finish the season, as long as uh, as long as the NBA, because they can't, they I can't see them playing an NBA season or finishing even finishing the season with this thing going on. And then that other believes me to my question: What if the uh, NBA season did did continue? Uh, what do you think? Who do you think would have won MVP, Giannis or uh, LeBron? Who, you think, Who would have ended up winning MVP? Well, I mean, I think it probably would have been Giannis that won it, but mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to – I mean, LeBron was certainly pushing there at the end. I still think it probably would have been Giannis, but if it had been LeBron, it would not have shocked me at all. It's kind of tough to know without seeing, you know, the last yeah. you know amount of games to, to know for sure. I agree with you because, to me, um, with – to me, it also is in the aspect most valuable player to their team. And also, if you see, if uh, you saw it when Giannis got hurt in the beginning in the uh, midseason, the Bucks were almost nothing without him. And then w- when LeBron got hurt, obviously there was a, obviously they're a, they're not the same team, but they still have Anthony Davis and other guys there. So I think that makes the case more for Giannis. But it wouldn't have also shocked me if LeBron did it because he's still that superstar player, even at the age that he is. And you know I do James, feel like yeah, with the yeah. writers, I, I feel like there's a portion of them that they like the newer story. So for LeBron, that would have been what five, his fifth MVP, I think. Mm-hmm. You know that story's kind of been written. That story's kind of you know maybe this year with you know um, this time with being in LA, it's a little bit different. But I think that Giannis is the fresher story, and he was. I mean, he was having a, uh, another monster season, Giannis. So I mean, I think it probably would have been Giannis because the Bucks. I think at the time had the best record in the league too. So, mm-hmm. uh, but if it had been LeBron, I think it would have had to depend on the last, you know, twenty games of the season or fifteen games of the season, whatever was left. All right, James, I don't blame. I don't blame. Uh, I don't blame LeBron for saying his comments. Obviously, you want to win a title, but I mean, at this point, to me, the most important thing is uh, the health of everyone and the health of the players because I don't see. I don't see how you can possibly play NBA games. And uh, with what has come out about baseball, I don't see how you can play baseball games either. Yeah, I mean, we're not, we're not going to. Yeah, I mean, we're not going <laughs> <So> to. Right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, don't worry about it. I mean, the, as thing, things are going to have to dramatically change. And there was this poll. I don't know who did it, um, but I saw it. Uh, I think it was USA Today that published it. of people said right now that they would not feel comfortable going to a sporting event, and 61% of sports fans Mm -hmm. said that they would not feel comfortable going to a sporting event. So, look, whenever the sports do come back, at least in the initial time, uh, they're not going to come back with fans in the stands. Nope. But that just tells you how far away we are from even playing games, I think, at this point. I agree agree with you, Gordon. Yeah, I agree with you. And and to be honest with you, I don't know if – I don't know if – if you would have games, even if games came back, I don't know that fans would come back till next season, Gordon. I really don't. I mean, well, Larry, I think that you and I are both looking at the news every day and we are very similar minds to where we feel like things are. Mm-hmm. But we would have to admit that if you ever go out for any reason, and I don't go out of the house very often, but sometimes I'll just take a drive because I just need to get away from teaching fourth and sixth grades. Uh, but if I go out and, and I'll look online and people talk about things online, the amount of people who are still going out and about 
and not taking the rule. I mean, it, it's mind-boggling to me. Mm. It is. Mm. It, it is. It is infuriating to me because think about what we're asking people to do. Mm-hmm. We are asking people to stay in your house. What this has shown me is that causes are pointless because you'll never get people. If you can't get people to agree to just stay in your – it's like saying, you know what? Do you want this person to die? No. Well, how about for to make sure they don't die, sit on your couch. Well, I can't sit on my couch for – how long do you need me to sit on my couch? I can't sit on my couch all day. You're, they're asking you to stay in your house. I mean, I, I don't – you had to tell me one time, Gordon, you want to stay – yes, I want to stay in my house. It's crazy to me. You're right. You make a good point. There, there's it's always cr- going to be It's crazy some. to me. And there's, there's people right some. now. This is at the heart of it. I mean, this is the time where I, I hope, I, I think that this is true, that this is like the worst part of the time, hopefully, in New York, right? In the tri-state area, this is the apex of it. This week, we're hoping that this is going to be the peak. Let's hope mm-hmm. so. But even now, I see people out and about. And I, I'll be honest, I don't go out. If I go out, I go in my car and I take a drive for maybe 10 minutes and then I come back. I don't, I don't get out of my car. I stay in my car the whole time. Mm-hmm. But the amount of people walking in the park, walking in the – people going to Home Depot. Ah, let me pick up some flowers. It's mind-boggling to me. I'm sorry if I, I went off on a it's, rant. No, was no, that no, a Don no, LaGreca no. rant? I, it, it's just you, you broke his record, right? I mean it's unbelievable. <laughs> I'm it like, is. what the hell are these people doing? It's it amazing. Is. It is. It's amazing. And if you talk to them, they will tell you, Gordon, eh, it's just like the flu. It's not that serious. I don't get, but you know what? It's weird because I will talk to people and they, they seem like they're in the same spot that I'm in, right? This is super serious. We have to take this seriously. We got to stay home. But then they'll say, yeah, I'm just going out for a little while. Well, that's all it takes. Mm -hmm. If you're not going to the supermarket for food that you desperately need or you're not going out for something you desperately need, you should not be, and none, I can tell you, 100% of the people in the park are not there because they need to be. You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. Let's talk to Buddha in the Bronx. Buddha, you're next on 98.7. Hey, what's going on, guys? How you doing? Buddha, what's going on, man? Hey, listen, um... To be honest with you, man, it's kind of gotten to that point where, you know, like the president, the athletics league's officials, the um, the players, you know, sports was a diversion, and it's, all, it's rapidly becoming an annoyance in a way. You know, whether it's LeBron talking about his missed opportunity, you know, Dabo Sweeney's dumb comments, Gundy's even dumber comments. Gundy's might know, be the worst. Yeah, his was absolutely ridiculous. But... You know, you got the guys that are showing, you know, these palatial backyards and, and how they're sitting at home and, and are relaxing. I mean, on on the average, especially in this town, um, there are a lot of people who live in, in a two-one-bedroom apartment. And, you know, they're living in places where, you know, that social distancing, people are not even practicing that. They're getting an elevator. People are jumping in elevators with them. You know, you got to wash your laundry. You know, it's really bad, man. And, um, you know, to, you know, if you're not really, like, making like protective equipment right now or feeding somebody like I'm really unconcerned with your videos or, or what your, your, like your opinions are. This is life or death, man, for, for not for this, this country, but for this world. And then um, even with the government, you know, the government's talking out of both sides of their mouth. If you really pay attention, they're telling people to stay home. Don't do this. Don't do that. But um, what, what's in every gas station? What's in every pharmacy? What's in every strip mall? A lottery machine, right? They haven't yeah, shut yeah, that down. That, it, have they not? You know, I was just – I was. Ju- that's funny you say that, Buddha. I was just asking my wife that because I was saying to her, if you're a sports better, right, and you have a bit of a problem, maybe mm-hmm. not enough to, to to get treatment or whatnot, but yeah, you have a bit of an issue. Are you now cured? Because it's going to be a long time before you can bet on any sports again. And she said, well, what about the lottery? I said, you know what? That's a good question. I don't know whether or not they shut the lottery down. So I guess you're saying the lottery is still running up and the running? The lottery is still going. The lottery can't even be purchased with a debit or a credit card. It's all right. cash transactions, and they have the machines everywhere, scratch-offs. I mean, 
Come on. That, that, especially seniors. If you know anything about this population here in New York City, seniors love the casinos. They mm-hmm. love the scratch-offs. They love to play their Powerball, their Take yep. Five, their Lotto. Yep. I mean, and then let's be honest. That line about that this money is going to the schools and to the roads. <laughs> Have you seen the schools or the roads in New York City? Uh, I, mean, I can't speak on, to the man. schools like, in New York it, City, man. but the roads, I do drive those, and they're, oh, they're not paved God. with gold. Let's put it that way. I'm trying to tell you. I mean, you know, bronze. everybody's greedy, man. <laughs> everybody's greedy. And, um, like, like, you know, this is – and I talked to my daughter. She's, like, real big on the environment and things like that. She's 16 years old. You know, she wants to save the world. And she puts some points to me sometimes that I really don't have an answer for. She's like, you know, why your generation w- was so um, frivolous with, with, with the plastic, with, with, with um, you know, all these things that are hurting the environment? And then sometimes I really don't have an answer for her because – She's speaking the truth. This is one of those examples. The world is in crisis right now. I don't really want to hear about, like, your barbecue or what's good. Listen, people need food. That protective equipment. You guys are millionaires, and you sports owners are billionaires. Why do you have to fly to China to get masks? Open up a warehouse. Get some products. You put people to work. These Western well, world, I mean, but I mean that. But they, I mean, on. in fairness, in Buddha, in fairness, that, I mean, it's a race against the clock, right? So if you can go and get some masks from some other country, it, that's going to be a lot quicker than and building a factory and getting people stay. You know, you can't get people to staff it right now. So, uh, look, a lot of them have done. I think it's you can't, you know, paint everybody with a broad brush. There are a lot of millionaires and, and team owners who have done amazing stuff. Uh, the guy Jack Dorsey at Twitter is is mm-hmm. pledging a billion dollars to to come up with a cure. So I mean, a lot of people are. There are aspects. We need of more this. of that, though. We need more of that. Of course, I mean, absolutely. Stuff coming out of these people's mouths. I like, and I love LeBron. LeBron has done a lot for the community. It, it, it's really, you know, you, you, yeah, it's a bad deaf. look. You're yeah. tone deaf if you're yeah. sitting here talking about, you know, a missed opportunity. Listen, you better hope sports comes back as it was because if they don't get a handle on this, everything's going to be virtual interactive for the next two or three years. It's not, yeah, no, it's not crazy to say that. I mean, uh, you're, you're right, brother. Thanks this, for the phone call, my yeah, friend. Yeah, we're going to have to get it stamped down somehow, right? If it's a, if it's a cure, if it's, if it's treatment, if it's a, a vaccine, so you can, you know, your body can can, uh, can uh, create antibodies before you, you ever get it. No, absolutely. Um, it, 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 there's a long road before we, uh, you know, if you're putting a list together of the things that we need to work on, LeBron's closure on the NBA yeah. season yeah. is uh, is pretty far down on the list. I, I don't think he meant it like, no, you he know, didn't. I He was just answering this, the question, right. Gordon, like you said right. earlier. Absolutely. I, mean, you, I agree. It's, it's, I agree. A, it's a video conference call of NBA writers. Right. right. So they're not exactly, you know, and, and listen, I'm sure he probably had some interesting things to say about what was going on with the first responders and whatnot. They of course. You know, they didn't ask him. He's that, never really they? taken a misstep in, in, no, in that no. way. So That's not I, his I'm thing. sure that, you know, this is not going to be the first time. But when you're saying about, uh, you know, I need closure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I'm sure he said other things in there, but that was the one that seemed to make it. Yeah, that's the one that popped up. When you hear it, 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 you could be driving along, right? And you're kind of zoned out or whatnot, but you hear that quote, I need closure on the end. What? What? Wait. I'm sorry. Say that again. You need what now, buddy? Exactly. And Buddha, as far as your daughter's concerned, listen, um, she makes some great points, but Gordon, we were... (laughs) Look at how we take care of our bodies. We weren't even thinking about plastic in the environment. Plastic. <laughs> that was the last thing on my list, by the man. We were, I mean, you look at, you look at what we were, what we were doing with our bodies and, and how that has evolved. Even from athletics, Gordon. I mean, people look, look at how athletes train differently now than what they did back then. I mean, I lived at a time where they told you baseball players can't be muscle bound. That's right. You didn't want to Basketball be muscle. You didn't want to be all bound up with those muscles. That's right. You didn't want that. I mean, listen, for, for old Nick fans, Mel Davis, prior to St. John's University, number 31, had huge muscles. And what, 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 did, what did people always say? Well, he, he has no touch because he's too muscular. I mean, the, the first muscular person I can think of that people were okay with, Gordon in the NBA, was Carl Malone. 
Yeah. I mean, you know, you looked at the mailman coming down. Oh, he had a good touch. He had a nice touch. But usually they were, listen, we don't want, stay away from the weights. Get, get away from, that's the last thing we want you to do. So listen, things change and awarenesses change. And so, you know, as we move on, each generation learns. And what's going to be funny is, uh, Buddha's daughter, the next generation after her, they're going to be asking her about some things that they did. Oh, you, absolutely. You you know, <laughs> it's the old line about when I was 14, my, I thought my father was such a fool. And then when I got to 21, I couldn't believe how much my father learned in those seven years. You know, I mean, it, 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 the, the youth think that they have all the answers. And when mm-hmm. they get a little bit older, sometimes they realize that they'll, they'll, they'll have some things, too, that they'll have to, uh, to answer for. Yeah, that, that's for sure. That is for sure. 1-800-919-3776. Also, you can answer us and chat with us via Twitter at Hardesty ESPN, at Gordon Damer, at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM. We're talking about some general topics. We're talking about LeBron James comments. We're talking about Dana White and uh, his scenario on what happened with the uh, cancellation of uh, 249 that will not happen on April 18th. And we're also getting your thoughts on what do you, to borrow the phrase from Don LeGrecker, are you watching? What are you watching? <laughs> what are you watching these days? Uh, now that you don't have, uh, not you're tired of watching the old NBA games and the old soccer games and the old NHL games. I, I joked the first day, Gordon, I was busy watching Christmas movies. Yeah. First day. All right. First day. I had, I just wanted to, I just needed to, you know, I, I wasn't in the mood for that other stuff. We'll get your thoughts and continue our conversation with Gordon Damon next. You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. Gordon Damer with me. Let's go to the phones, Gordon, at 1-800-919-3776. Richard is in Manhattan. Hey, Richard, you're next on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, Larry Gordon. How are you guys? Richard, what's going on, my man? Good, good. Mel Davis, you mentioned. Larry, you know who Mel Davis' biggest fan was? Who? Cal Ramsey. Cal always used to talk about him. He'd say, Mel and I, we went out, and I can't believe how much killer he used to call Mel Davis. That was never Mel Davis. It was killer. That's right. That's right. I can't believe how much killer ate last night. You know, he was funny. He was funny. All right. I got a quiz for you guys. And uh, the callers out there, listeners, will love this one. Who was the last great collegiate player? And I'm talking great who went directly from college to the ABA. In other words, he didn't detour first, go to the NBA, or he, he just went straight to the ABA. He was the last coup for the, uh, for the ABA, the last great collegiate player. And this guy was great. He was a superstar. Hmm. I don't even know that many guys who played in the ABA. Um, wow. Artis Gilmore? <laughs> This guy was after Artis. Good guy. Oh, okay. Good guy. Good uh, Artis is one of the few guys like, I know yeah, right away. Bigger, 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 bigger than Artis Gilmore. Really? All right. Oh, better collegiate, better ABA, and a better NBA. All three, uh, at all three venues was better. And he came after Artis. Oh, a lot after. Five years later. Wow, I can't think of who that would be. Oh, you're not thinking. Superstar. Superstar who played in the ABA. No, no, he went from college straight to the ABA, and then he went to the NBA when they merged. Right. But he chose the ABA over the NBA. This is more up your alley, uh, Larry, than than his mind. I'm drawing a blank. The only guys I know that played in the NBA, uh, like George Gervin. Yeah, yeah, but this is after. Gordon, this is after. This is mid-70s. Mid-70s. This was a big, big thing for the ABA to get him. And he didn't even think of going to the NBA. David Thompson. Oh, Julius Irving. Oh, no, David no. no. Oh. You would have been wrong with Julius because Julius was not a great NBA player. Don't forget, he came from a little school, UMass. And back yeah. then, UMass was very little. So nobody heard it. Uh, Julius was David known Thompson. in the – you know how he was known in college? He was the leading uh, rebounder in college. But we didn't hear about Julius in college. He played two years, and he left early. And uh, he was not nearly on the level as David Thompson in college. So that, 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 yeah, you're right. David oh, Thompson. yeah, sure. David Thompson. Okay. Phenomenal. Okay. Let me, let me give you a couple of memories I've got on the NBA. Ahead, the first guy in the NBA who I remembered wore his shirt untucked. And it was for a funny reason. You guys would never know this. 
was Toby Knight. You remember Toby Knight? Sure. Okay. Toby yeah. came in in that big draft that Willis made in 78 with the Gondrazak and uh, Michael Ray Richardson. That's that right. might have been the Knicks, Knicks' best draft ever when they got those three guys. But I'll never forget, it was early 80s. Now, the early 80s, the Knicks were not good. They're I mean, awful. they had guys like Reggie Carter and uh, mm-hmm. Mike Newland. Yeah. Anyway, Toby was like one of the leading scorers back then. But he, he shot a lot. Didn't play much defense. Well, the one of the writers, I don't remember if it was from the post or the news, says, Toby Knight wears it, leaves his shirt out to make it look like he's playing hard on defense. <laughs> but we all know that he doesn't play any defense. <laughs> but I remember, I don't remember which writer. It was early 80s. Yeah. Okay, guys, I got one last one for you. Go ahead. All right. Rick Barry, when yes. you consider Rick Barry, now that 75 team, 1975 team that he won with Golden State. Mm-hmm. He really had only one other star with him, and that was Keith Wilkes, who was, of course, at that time known as Jamal Wilkes. Mm-hmm. But what was significant about that team, Larry Gordon, was that was the first NBA team that had a center who was a stiff. And they had two centers, if you remember, Cliff Ray and George Johnson. Right. I mean, you know, you were coming off an era where you had – uh, Wes Unseld, you had Willis, you had, uh, 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 yeah, I mean, but no, when they didn't win a championship, but uh, uh, you had uh, Bill, Bill Russell, you had Will mm-hmm. Chamberlain, Kareem, yep. or oh, Lou Alcindor at that time. None of those guys were, you know, they were all dominating centers. Now, what was ironic was after 75, you'd probably have to go to early 90s, and I wouldn't even call Bill Lambert a stiff, because he was more than that. He was a serviceable center. You'd have to go to 2003, 2004, 2004 with Ben Wallace. I mean, you know, in the the 70s, in the 80s, you had uh, Robert Parrish, you had, uh, you know, Hakeem Olajuwon in the 90s, you had uh, Kareem still. uh, You had good centers. So, uh, really, the first stiff center for, uh, and then for a while after that, it would, there was nobody. I mean, they were all good superstar centers. It was the 75 Golden State team that Rick Barry carried. Mm-hmm. And it was Cliff, Clifford Ray. I mean, he was serviceable, serviceable, yeah. but no, no offensive threat or anything. George Johnson, those guys were defensive centers. He was better than Chicago, Richard Clifford Ray. Oh, yeah, yeah, he was with Bullwinkle. He, he started with them. Correct, yeah. correct. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that, yeah. that's what I remembered on that. That's how good Rick Barry was carrying that. Uh, yeah, and they, don't, if you remember, they swept uh, the Baltimore Bullets. Biggest right. upset of a sweep that oh, I've no ever question. seen. Oh, no that question. was unbelievable. Larry because Gordon, you, always a pleasure, fellas. Same here, Richard. I'm always a because uh, thanks for the call. Because with with that uh, Baltimore team that had Wes Unseld and Elvin Hayes, you would have thought that they would be able. Plus, they had a really good scoring backcourt. You would have thought that they would be able to give Golden State some trouble. But Golden State played great team ball, and and that they really they they, they shocked them in that series. And Gordon, you know when when <laughs> as bad as the Knicks are now. You talk about those early 80 teams, Gordon. With- they were bad. Yeah, no, I rem- oh. I, that I, I remember a little oh. better than some of the other questions Richard was asking. But oh. uh, Edmund Sherrard yeah. and Rory Sparrow and and the Pat Cummings. Pat and, Cummings, yeah. Oh, Gordon and, and jamming James Bailey out of Rutgers. And, <laughs> oh, Gordon. Yeah. Gordon, I, I, Zin, I, I just had got started in the business. Mm-hmm. And... The Garden at that time, we, the the media, if you were lucky, you sat on. It, here's how bad it was: radio was courtside, Gordon. Wow, Some radio wow. was courtside. That's how it was. That's a Gordon, long time ago. It was it was so empty when when the phone rang on the scores <laughs> table across it. the court. You heard the ring and you could hear the conversation. Yeah, that's how bad it was. It was empty. It didn't really change until Hubie Brown came in. Mm-hmm. Hubie Brown was coaching, and he brought in a savior. No, not Ernie, not Ernie Grunfeld, but his other teammate in Tennessee, Bernard King. Bernard King, yeah. That's that, when that, things that really fucked up. It was like 82, 83, uh, Yeah, 82, right? 83, yep, yeah. yep. That's when things were like... Oh man, maybe, maybe, maybe we got, we got some, and, and Hubie was hilarious. Hubie, Hubie was in Atlanta and Gordon, he swore like a sailor. This is not the suave Hubie Brown that you see on ESPN now. Mm-hmm. He was, oh, he would let his players have it. And in Atlanta, what they did was they, <laughs> 
he cursed so much they made him move his huddle to the court. <laughs> <laughs> well, so he could I mean, if you could hear the phone ring, I'm guessing you could hear that as well. <laughs> oh, so there's been some dark days at the Garden, that's for sure. There really has. There really has. And thank you, Richard, you know, for reminding me of those days. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, you if you talk about prolong, I mean, I don't know. I I, I was not following it as closely back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just feels right now as in terms of prolonged, right? I mean, mm-hmm. for, uh, what was it? 14, 14 was the year they won the 17 games, right? 14, 15, yeah. 14, 15, they won the 17. Then they won like 30 the next couple of yeah, years. Yeah, after that. yeah. They, then they won miserable. 17 last year. Yeah. And then they had, what, 20 wins this year when things got shut? I mean. Rolling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, woof. Yikes. <laughs> yeah. And, and guess what? No hope in sight. Nothing. None. There's no Bernard King here. I can no. tell you that right now. And he's not walking through that door to play. No. He's walking no. through that door to sit and watch. He's not walking through that door to play. That's for sure. You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. Trey's in Brooklyn, Texas. Joins us next on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, Trey. What's up, man? Richard brought back bad memories, man. Them 80s Knicks teams, man. Oof. Oh, I mean, my stomach hurt, Larry. Did, why See, you that, I, I, I haven't talked about the Jets at all tonight. I could have bring up some of the bad Jet teams, and we could just make it, you know, a whole thing. I got heat for you already, Gordon. Don't do this. <laughs> I thought my line do dropped this. again. I didn't hear anything <laughs> there back. I, yeah, no, nah, it was more heat. technology no. problems. <laughs> no, no technology problem. I got Sprint. We good. So don't do that again. Don't do that again. <laughs> I'm gonna let you live because I didn't like the Dana White comment earlier that you flip. I like that. I like well, how you flip. Don't... About what? Then you flip. Oh, you said you you said you, you were good with the uh, event going down. Yeah, I mean, not that I would. Not for me. If I were running it, I wouldn't have had the event go take place. But okay, yeah, I'm okay. not so Dana White. Okay. Like, so I'm putting myself in his shoes. He's a guy who's had to battle and fight. And he works in a in, in an environment that it's not about asking permission; it's about you know who's going to stop me. You know what I mean? So I can understand why he was pushing so hard because there's a lot on the line, and I'm sure for him it would have been a huge boost to his his company, his his prospects, if he were actually able to pull this off. For all the people criticizing him, a lot of those same people would have been watching. I I, I can dig what you're saying. I didn't like the smugness and how he was on Get Up the other day. But it's amazing how when the four letters from up top talk, it's amazing how we move very quickly. Yep. Yep. It yeah, is amazing. <laughs> I mean, but that, but that's, but that's, you know, right? tell us. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Larry, like, hey, 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 Larry, hey, be like that sometime, man. You, you know what I'm saying? You to the choir. It, we get it. We understand. <laughs> stand down. We all, hey, we all have them supervisors. So let's, that's let's it. off. There you go. So let, yeah, yes, we'll, we'll do it another time. How we'll about do that? It another time. How about that trade? Jamming James Bailey, huh? Oh, Larry. what about Chuck Robinson? Listen, but you know what? I thought Chuck was going to be okay until, you know, he was the problem with Chuck Robinson. He wasn't Maurice Lucas. <laughs> Come on, but who? Yeah, you're right. That's you're the right. problem. You're he right. wasn't Maurice Lucas. You're right. That was you're it. right. I mean, there was a, I mean, God, man. And, and did you remember that Paul Westfall was on that, like, 83 team? Yes, like, was 83. I did. I remember oh. him limping up and down the court. Yes, well, up I and down the floor. <laughs> I remember him limping up and Larry. down. He was done. He was done. I would, I would ask my dad. I said, "Why is he limping like that?" Because he's done. <laughs> That's why he was limping like that. And, oh. and God bless him. God, God bless Johnny. Johnny Hoops would make him sound like he was doing something. Like if you turned your head, yeah. you would think it was another player on the floor. God, God bless him. Yeah. God bless him because he tried. But I remember that. I remember that memory as a kid, man, watching Paul Westfall a shell. Of Paul Westfall. Yeah. Why do we always get the shells, Larry? Why do we always get the shells? You notice uh, that? If we, yeah, do you know if we put the, some of the shells that we that we've received over the years? They don't say nothing, Gordon. Don't say nothing. <laughs> I was thinking say, more. I, I'm a little bit younger, so say? I was thinking Damn about the, you the, the, the trade for Mo Cheeks when they traded away Rod. I knew you were going to say it. I knew it. I knew it. I walk right into it, Larry. I'm not going to. I'm not going to do this because he's going to be here for a while. Yeah. So I'm not going to do it. He's baiting me. 
<laughs> it ain't gonna work. It ain't gonna work. With, I've been this, in the house all what, day. I gotta lash out at somebody. That's it's just the way it works. You need to get out and go buy some new sweats. That's what I'm telling <laughs> you. I'm advising. I'm advising all my men friends go buy a pair of sweats. It'll make you feel better. Those are now called work clothes. Those are right. work clothes. Yeah, those are work right. clothes. Teachers now. clothes. Teachers yeah. clothes for yeah, you, yeah, Gordon. Teachers, teachers clothes. Teachers clothes. That's right. That's right. But, yeah, this is what we do, man. It's self-loathing. This is what we do. This is what we do. Better days are coming, Larry. Don't you worry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Larry, damn it. I mean, that's not a very high bar, is it? Better days are coming. Oh, man. They got to be go. coming. It can't get much worse. <laughs> I can't, okay. Larry. I can't. I'm not going to do it with him. He want, He's trying to bait me. <laughs> Gordon, you're my friend. I love I, you. I, you're my friend. Thank you. You're my friend. I won't. I'm not going to do it. He wants me to do it. Larry, Larry. <laughs> oh, that's right. I'm going to have to send I mean, him to Dr. Myron Roll, Larry. Don't blame Gordon. This is Richard. Richard was the one that called up and mentioned Mike Newland. Mike Newland, who mm. was with the Nets, who performed well with the Nets. So the Knicks say, hey, look, he was good over there. Let's bring him over yeah. here. He'll be great. This is what we need, a shooting guard. And Mike Newland is that's tough. He's a guy who can shoot. Yeah, right. Oh my he God. was okay in Houston. wasn't good. In, he was okay in Houston. All right in Jersey. Awful here. <laughs> it's amazing what that building will do to people. It was. It will expose your game. It will. I'm telling you. Is it the light? No. I think no, it's the light. No. I think. Well, listen, I, I, or, or either that you know or the lack of talent exposed. You and Han say it's the Jersey. It, they're heavy. They're heavy, man. They're heavy. They come with a way to. If you're not built for this. You will, it will. We will know fast. How fast do we know Jerome James wasn't built for this? When he was sitting on the bench with that kid on his lap. Hold oh, somebody else's damn kid. We knew. We knew. Like, Jerome we James, knew. we knew when the, 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 the moment the pen went to the contract, he wasn't built oh, for it. God. I mean, Netflix. you know, a lot of times it's, it's as soon as the deal is made, you, uh, the only person willing to make the deal, unfortunately, is the person running the Knicks. Yeah. He had, right. he had half of a good series. And his back of his neck looked like a pack of Nathan's Franks. I want my money back for that. I want my money back because I went to Southern Games. He owes me. He but owes you know me eighty six fifty in parking. I'm telling you. Me. I'm telling you, guys. When they brought Bob McAdoo here, I was very. Mm. I thought, and with the great score that he was up in Buffalo, I thought that he was going to be the guy. And in case you didn't know, because you didn't know Gordon, but you know. At that time, John Sterling also did some radio games for the Knicks. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, and, that's right. And so he was, you know, he was there uh, on, on some of the backup games. And, you know, Bob McAdoo was like, I mean, cool. you talk about the, the guy who could shoot the basketball, like great mm-hmm. touch. He was just, but he, he, it just didn't work out. They had too many. Do you, they had do too you many think of the that same that was right? Do you think that that was more of like him coming to the downside of his career, Larry, or did what do you think? I, I don't. I, I wasn't. You look there. good what in L.A., think? Trey. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you look good in L.A. I, I just Damn, think that, Larry. You know what it was? <laughs> it was the fact that you had him. You didn't need Spencer Haywood. Right. They couldn't right. figure out how to play together. You know, and then unfortunately, you had you know Clyde was on the downside of his career, and yeah, you know, it was ending there. You know, so it was just it was a myth. It, it, it's what the Knicks do. When they, if you put, if, if teams are, if personnel is a puzzle, they can't fit the puzzle right. They try to fit wrong right. pieces in the puzzle to make it fit, and it doesn't fit. And that's what happened with that team. Mm-mm-mm. And you just made Gordon Knight with that. You know that, right? He's smiling right now. So listen, He's listen, smiling. I'm just, I'm just sitting here, listening, fan. taking it in. No, look. I want the Knicks to be good, but he's a Nick fan, Trey. I'm a Nick fan. I want he the, is. There's nothing that would be better in this city. Forget about the Yankees. Forget about the Giants. If the Knicks ever won a championship, this place would be up for grabs. Yeah, it yeah, would. Be, it, would. it would go. Cr- I mean, it would be like nothing. We've Jets. Forget it. It would be. This is still even now. Think mm-hmm. about how bad the Knicks have been, and people are still interested in the Knicks. When the, yeah, when the Jets are terrible, we write them off, and eh, well, you know what? You know, fans are still fans, but you know, it's not. 
You're not going to be living and dying with it the way people do with the Knicks. The fact that Nick fans still have hope even mm-hmm. now. You talk to most <laughs> yeah. Jet fans, and most Jet fans are resigned to the fact that there's a good chance they'll go their life without seeing them win a championship, right? As far as, far as I'm concerned, you know what, they'll go and I agree with you. But as far as I'm concerned, the Knicks are the world champions because the last game we played, we won, damn it. So we're the world champions. Yeah, hey, we're the world champions. As soon as this uh, COVID-19 thing is over, me, you, Larry, uh, Clyde, Allen Hahn, and the Hall of Famer, yeah. Yeah. I'll travel. We'll walk down the canyon of heroes together just by ourselves. It was six feet apart. I would love for the Knicks to be good. And there was yes. a time where I was one of those Knicks fans that every move they made, I would convince myself, no. Signing Shandon Anderson is not such a oh, bad move. Shandon. And bringing George Isley with him. Oh, God. You know, this Antonio McDice move might work out. Oh, yeah. And bring Jalen Rose with his bad knees at the end of it all. Yeah, bring him too. I got yeah. one more for and you, Trey. Then we got the bounce. Ready? Ready? I'm ready. Clarence Weatherspoon. Hang up the phone. <laughs> he was good in Philly. He was great in Philly. He was good in Philly. He was great. It's yep. just, it's, hey, Gordon, it should have worked. It should have. <laughs> it should have worked. Shandon Anderson from the Jazz. Oh, come on. Look at how great he was there. It, 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 Perfect it role worked. player. He'll come here. You know. Great. Helps the bench. Give you some scoring yep. off the bench. Yep. Gordon. And leadership. <laughs> right, leadership. Yeah, you need that leadership. Oh my God, need leadership. No, we need talent. Yeah, talent was. You know what? That's what I always say about the Dolphins. Like they always have this guy. They they always go from from guy to guy. They always have the hot, you know, the hot assistant route. The mm-hmm. the veteran guy. I said, you know, how about we one time hire the smart guy who knows what he's yeah. doing? Can we ever do that? Can yeah, we ever right? go with the smart guy who just knows what he's doing? Haven't tried that one yet. No, no, because that's too obvious. Right. And they're going to draft Tua with the hip injury and this thing. This thing's connected to that thing. And Yeah, you know why? Because we can work. We, we can. Our doctors can fix him. Right. <laughs> I love the report today. Two doctors come out and said Tua will be healthy for the starting training camp. Well, geez, I would hope he's going to be healthy for the start of training camp. It's the other 16 games that I'm worried about him being healthy. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know what that means? No preseason for him, huh? So yeah, he's been just going to put him on the field, oh right? He's not going to, not going to, no Larry, OTAs, no it's training like camp. Seeing just put him on the automobile field. accident coming from a mile away. You can see it coming and you can't stop it. And you know that they're going to go down the wrong road again. And it's going to be another way. Look, if, 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 if me pointing out other fans' misery bothers you, don't worry. I have more than enough misery of my own. <laughs> You're listening to the ESPN New York Tonight podcast with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN.